Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Welcome to this week's Smallscast podcast. This podcast is designed for small government contractors, service providers, and manufacturers as part of the government contractor ecosystem, connecting people, organizations, and resources. I'm your host, Just Nate, and this week we have Dennis. Welcome, Dennis. Hey, Nate. Back at the uh, Smalls World Headquarters. There you go. Colorado Springs, Colorado. World Headquarters. That's right. Um, hey, Dennis, we are actually, yeah, we're actually in the office today. Yeah, woo. Um, we've been traveling like every week for months on end, so we're in the office now, um, so we actually have our good gear uh, with us. And on the phone, Dennis, we have a couple of gentlemen uh, from a company called Trinware. We have Ryan York, the senior account executive, and Dan Cashman, the president and founder. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Thank you. There was a slight pause. Where I was like, "Uh oh, did we drop them?" Yeah. Well, that's happened before. Yeah, it has. We have we have accidentally dropped people. Um, not not physically. <laughs> well, that too, maybe. So let's. Why don't we just get with a, a quick overview? If one of you guys uh, wants to tell us what Trinware is. Thank you very much, Nate Dan Cashman here, president and founder of Trinware. Uh, Trinware is a full-service managed services and IT outsourcing company. In addition, we are a custom computer manufacturer and assembler here located in Centennial, Colorado. We were founded in 2004, and as mentioned, we have two predominant business units within our company. As your trusted advisor as a managed service provider and an IT outsourcing company, In addition, we provide custom computer solutions to clients in the Rocky Mountain region, nationally and internationally. Touch a little bit on the production manufacturing here at Trendware with regards to the custom computer manufacturing, assembly, production, and fulfillment. We produce 12,000 to 15,000 computer solutions annually right here in Centennial, Colorado. Some of our staff have been in the industry in excess of 35 years, so a very seasoned group of individuals here at Trendware. We produce custom computer solutions that range from small format devices and notebooks to fully configured 2U and 4U server racks. On that side of the house, we produce, yes, it is very interesting. Not a lot of uh, computer and custom production in that IT industry still taking place, uh, certainly not only in the U.S., but right here in Centennial, Colorado. Okay. We produce purpose-built computer solutions for the business-to-business environment. Many of our customers are SaaS or software as a solution providers, so we very much act as their OEM partner, developing and building these systems. 
<clears throat> so not only are we building their systems for them, installing their software, but we are branding those systems so that they look and feel as though, of course, that SaaS provider produced that that device. Uh, that SaaS provider is simply requesting that service or that OEM functionality from Trinware, and we are then shipping those systems to their end users. Okay, so gee, there's a there's a lot to unpack there. Um, yes, there is quite a bit. Matter of fact, we we'll probably have to have another phone call just from our own day jobs lives here uh, to discuss a few of those things. But uh, let's actually talk about them on the air real quick. So um, that's what Trinware does as a whole. You guys said you're located in in Centennial, Colorado, which is just up the up the yeah. uh, road from us. Um, so trying to understand, you guys take like existing hardware, I mean, obviously, you got, I'm assuming you guys don't manufacture chipsets and all that kind of stuff. So you, are you taking like Dell servers, HP servers, and then helping rebrand those as you build the system, the custom system for each company? Or how does that work? We do. Uh, and again, there are two sides to our house. So the custom production side of the house is that one business unit. The other full-service business unit within our organization is that as a full-service managed service provider and IT outsourcing company. So on that production and fulfillment side, we do both with regards to your question. Uh, one, we take, of course, manufactured boards and we incorporate and integrate those into custom solutions. We also then provide to other customers branded products like Dell, Lenovo, HP, and others. Wait, you were looking at me like I was supposed to ask a question now. <laughs> well, you look like you're... No, I'm scrolling to their website, actually. <clears throat> I had a question about um, cloud solutions. So do you help with migration um, to cloud solution? Um, I saw you, you're Azure. Do you also support AWS and, and, and or others, Google? Um, what's your What are you guys doing on the cloud side? So this is Ryan. I'll take that. Uh, we are a Microsoft shop, so the predominant cloud that we do leverage is Azure. We do have AWS skills, as it were, although what happened a few days ago, I think a lot of people will start mm -hmm. looking at Azure more. Um, that said, we also do have a private cloud that is here in Colorado that's racked and stacked with our Trinware equipment that we leverage for clients. Oh, okay. Um, so it's your own data center? So we have racks inside a data center. We use Expedient is who we currently leverage. Nice. Okay. And they're uh, national. They have many, many centers. Right. So let me ask you one of the 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 underlying question that I think everybody out there is going to have. I know Dennis and I, uh, we've been spending a lot of time uh, designing a new system ourselves, and we're trying to figure out, you know, the worldwide supply chain issue. So... Do you, if, if companies go with, with your guys' solution for the custom solution, if you will, um, are you guys taking that in consideration right now of in, instead of driving them to a certain product base or something like that, are, are you now having to include like the supply chain issues of trying to find what's in stock within, you know, a reasonable amount of time so they're not waiting 30 months to get their servers? Certainly with the availability issues that we're seeing, especially in the technology field, uh, Trendware holds responsibility, if you will, very much for stocking and having available, if you will, at all times for our customers, the necessary products, components, CPUs, boards, chipsets that are necessary to provide finished goods. 
So we've definitely seen an increase in Trinware built systems. Those are branded as Trin One simply because of availability. We still have product in our house. We can produce and manufacture products in a timely fashion and deliver them to our customers. To your point, some of those OEM manufacturers, the Dells, the Lenovo's of the world, are in fact taking 30 months to deliver a server. So we have seen, again, an uptick in our business due to the simple availability of Trinware-based product in our warehouse at all times. We, uh, we that's, that's the problem that we've been seeing, right? Um, matter of fact, you know, some, some of these are saying it's, it's taken X amount of months, X amount of weeks, whatever it is. Um, and it's all, it seems like it's all based on the silicone shortage or, or the chip shortage, if you will. Um, but it's tough to, tough to swallow a three year delay on servers when they're good for six months. So I don't know how the world is going to get around that. I guess yeah, if use, it is a challenging environment. <laughs> I was going to say, I guess they use companies like Trinware. They do. Um, they do. Uh, at this point, when someone provides, if you will, Trinware and subsequently a customer with a 30-month lead time on a specific server, uh, we certainly come to the table with a Trin One custom solution that can be delivered in 30 to 60 days, similar if not a bit more aggressive price, and it's definitely a solution that the customer turns to, and we keep their business and their entire entity moving forward. So I, I noticed um, you guys for compliance, I'm going to shift gears slightly. It's related um, <clears throat> for sort of um, compliance issues. So I saw you guys do HIPAA, uh, DFARS, NIST, CMMC. Um, so I'm assuming you guys, what's your kind of customer base out there for, is it, is it, is there some DOD department of defense contracting, government contracting, where are you guys kind of at? Certainly. Um, so we do work with a lot of manufacturers in the defense supply chain. That's definitely one vertical for us. Another is architectural, and then I would say overall pro services. But as far as the defense supply chain, that's an aggressively growing business unit, and we have some very smart folks on staff that can help with that CMC compliance once they get it completely ironed out, as we know that is ever-changing. Right. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> well, a lot of people just say, "Oh, yeah, we're CMM. We'll get you CMMC compliance and, and, and you're compliant." And I'm like, "Um, yeah, you can't yet." Well, what do you mean? Well, it's formally not out there yet. But uh, anyway, it's another story, right? For sure. Well, the joke is, it takes what it was, they're expecting you within 90 days to have 80 percent of those boxes ticked. But if you keep moving the goalposts every so often, that's a hard, if not impossible, task. Well, you did answer part of that question, though. If you're already, you know, used to the NIST compliance or the DFARS compliance, and really you're already a long way there already. So, yeah. Um, do you do you also support, you 100%. know, for the HIPAA compliance stuff? So I'm assuming you guys do some medical or hospitals or that side of the house too. Yes, um, hospitals would be a, a great one to crack into. I would say smaller medical practices. Usually, you know, let's say one to 10 providers. So you're looking at about 10 to 80 people on staff. Make sure that we have our BAA in place. So then any other contractors that might come in under us also are covered under that HIPAA, HIPAA compliance umbrella. Essentially, at the end of the day, if I was explaining to a second grader, we manage, monitor, and maintain networks. Okay. That's a good way to do it. Well, and that's where, that's where their, their managed solutions comes in. 
Um, are you guys, do you guys monitor? So you monitor, do you also manage down to the hardware level? If a company says, Hey, I'm a small business. I got a hundred PCs. I need somebody to manage that. Do you guys do that as well? Absolutely. So during our onboarding process, we're very heavy on documentation. We're going to go in there and create a 36 month roadmap for a few reasons. One, the client needs to know what the heck they have under the hood. Secondly, they need to budget accordingly, and I'm not one to call you a week before and say, by the way, you need to spend 20K in a server, especially if you're a small business. And from there, we have a lot of automation that's baked in. So it will actually reach out to the big shops like Dell, Lenovo, things of that nature, and it's going to tell us when their warranty's coming due, what's left, if there's any patches that need to go out, and essentially... All of that tries to get run through our knock, through automation, but there's still a human touch there for that 24-7 support. So it's essentially some very smart folks combined with technology that is what is managing these networks and trying to keep these folks ahead of the curve. Now that you mentioned you have the 24-7 and then patching and stuff like that, does your knock, does it actually um, – so for the people – sorry, I, I – Let's let's take a quick step back. Knock is Network Operations Center. So those of you guys that don't know what that is, uh, it's essentially where um, a centralized location is monitoring multiple different networks. Um, it, in this case, it could be multiple different networks on multiple different companies. So um, are you guys monitoring for attacks or anything like that as well? We are. So there's definitely a cyber component. I would say internal and external, right? So whenever it comes to cybersecurity, if anyone says we can 100% protect you, run for the hills, because that is an impossible thing to guarantee. With that said, you can layered approach of different tool sets, user awareness training, and then that 24-7 monitoring. So in short, yes, we do. And it's by using people as well as tools and software sets. Nice. So um, do you guys, um, what's kind of like, as you're looking out there right now for uh, um, trends, what are you seeing out there kind of occurring in the market? I know we, Nate mentioned one of them, which was, you know, the supply chain thing. A any other things that are you're seeing right now that are kind of in the market here within Colorado or, you know, the Rocky Mountain region specifically? I mean, that's kind of our focus area. But um, any trends out there that you guys are seeing right now? I would say from a security perspective, people just need to take it seriously. I never like to sell from a place of fear, but folks need to be cognizant that there's bad folks out there, there's malicious actors, and it's no longer the you know GMs and apples of the world that are going to be attacked. It is small businesses and it is ransomware. Now, there's a lot of things you can do to try to insulate yourself from that and protect yourself. And I think the first step is just being cognizant that it's real, it's here, and we need to deal with it. Yeah, so I guess that is a trend, right? It's, I don't know if it's a trend. It is a, a fact. A, a lot of the smaller businesses, you know, that's one of the reasons why CMMC is coming out. But a lot of the smaller businesses don't have pieces in place. And that's why I, I personally really like having guys like you on the on the show and, and promoting your capabilities and your offerings because – at the small business level, it's really something that, you know, we want and we know we need, but we don't necessarily have it. And, you know, if you don't, if you're not, you, like you talked, if you're a 10, 20, 30 person company, you may not think that, you know, through this whole cyber, the monitoring, the, you know, your, your products that you have um, to make sure that they are all within this kind of, we call, you know, the compliance area. It's just an area that you don't think about, you know, oh, well, I'm going to get computers, I'm going to hook them up. And then you guys can come in and say, hey, 
I see what you have. You might want to, th- or even before you get it really, but um, you know, here's what you want or here's what you have. And here's how we can help you to make sure that your systems last longer. They're better systems for what you need and that they also compliant with regards to cybersecurity or, you know, just um, kind of non-vulnerable pieces, that kind of stuff. Right. Certainly. And I want the listeners to know I think when everyone hears cybersecurity, you automatically look at dollar signs or think dollar signs. That's not the case. If it's stacked right and you put the right systems in place, it can be very affordable. And us as a small business in Colorado understand that we're working with other small businesses and we want to make sure that it's economically feasible for them to stay safe. We, uh, yeah, we, and we appreciate that because we, we, yeah, <laughs> we've actually had lots of uh, cybersecurity stuff on, lots of, uh, you know, managed solutions and all that kind of stuff. The, the problem is that, you know, you can get very expensive very quickly, too. Like you said, most people see that, and it's not just because they automatically know that. It's because they've already gotten quotes of saying, well, it's going to cost you $300 a month per computer to manage them. And we're like, well, for a small business, if you have 10 computers, that's a lot of money just to manage their computer. So they're just like, well, screw it. I just won't do it. Yep. Right. So, well, you want me to ask it? So, so we were kind of chatting here with each other. What, what um, kind of business model do you guys use as far as like, is it subscription service? Is it, is every, every um, business different business case? Do you, you talked about, so I guess we should start. Let's say, I've got, I'm setting up my business. I'm, I'm looking at it. Um, or, or I'm having existing business with computers. How, how do, what's the process for getting you guys involved and, 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 you know, getting help and then kind of what's your business model? What are the options for us? Sure. So we try to tend to lean towards what is the client currently using and what's going to be the lowest uplift for them. So there's a lot of service providers that go out to a new client or potential client and say, hey, you need to rip and replace your whole stack. That can be very expensive. We try to work what's in there and then build the roadmap to essentially tee that up as the months go on to get them to a perfect spot. To answer your original question, we're very much a subscription-based company, but we do do a lot of projects. We essentially have two flavors. There's full managed services where we become your IT department, virtual CIO, help with the road mapping, help with the security, and then the day-to-day support. We essentially become extension of that business. The other side of the house is where there might be a small IT presence, or it might be satellite offices and they need remote support. And in that case, we work as escalations, whether it be smart hands on site, or if we're just handling maybe the virtual environment. So we can be very bespoke, as it were, on what works for the client. And I would say on average, we're definitely not the cheapest on the block, but, but we are no means the most expensive. We're really in a position where we have a very healthy side of the business on the product and fulfillment, and we're really scaling this MSP side. So what we want to do is bring clients on, take care of them, and then organically we're going to grow from there. That is, that Did that is answer def- your question? Yes, very much so. Thank you. No, that, that's good because, because yep. as you said, there is quite a few of MSPs out there and it seems like there's so many different models. Like I said, some are per machine, some are per phone call, right? Where you're just going to monitor my, my system 
Uh, but if I have a question on, hey, my printer's not working right now, you're going to charge me for, you know, every 15 minutes or something like that. There's just, it, it, it spreads the gamut, the business model. So I think that's kind of why we just want to make sure we understand that business model. Well, and if you're, you know, looking for some IT solutions, I kind of wanted to paint a picture for how do these guys work and, you know, what's, what's a good way to go about that. So um, I think Nate wanted to take a break and then I had another question mark when we came back. Very good. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll be right back. Puebloplex is located east of the Pueblo Airport Industrial Park. As a designated state authority, Puebloplex is responsible for implementing the reuse of the Pueblo Chemical Depot's 3 million square feet of buildings and over 23,000 acres of land. Implementations of the redevelopment plan include seeking companies to continue to generate economic development within southeastern Colorado. Puebloplex currently has tenants conducting manufacturing, warehousing, and distribution operations, and rail car storage and maintenance, in addition to serving numerous business and personal storage tenants. For a detailed look and updated information, visit Puebloplex.com. Welcome back to this week's Smallcast podcast. Uh, this week we have a couple gentlemen from a company called Trinware. They are located in Centennial, Colorado. Uh, so welcome back, Ryan and Dan. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay. So before break, we were just kind of discussing a little bit about the business model. I'm curious, though. Let, let's, if one of you guys can walk us through, me as a new company, let's say hey, I got this great idea. I just invented this new thing. I have, uh, you know, two employees, um, but I, I don't have the time to manage my own IT side. What's the process for me to get a hold of you? How do I go do all that? Sure. So happy to give our information out, but go to the website. You're going to reach out to us. And the first thing I'm going to do is just have a conversation with you. Not so much what's going on right now. Where do you see yourself in a year? And I'm happy to play this out with you if you'd like. Uh, sounds great to me. Yeah. All right. So we have two employees. Where do you see yourself in a year? I want to double my size of my company. So I want four employees by next year. Really? Just four? Double, dude. That's a hundred percent increase. <laughs> just go with, just go with it. <laughs> They're gonna have twenty employees. Twenty, okay. Yes, yep. I like and him. How do you I guys like him already. Currently, <laughs> ahead, sorry. How do you plan on leveraging technology? Are we just looking for office use? Are we working in the cloud? Are we getting as you know fancy as building out containers and virtual environments? What does that business model look like on your side? Cloud. I don't know what you what you're talking about. I I. Uh, I'm a new business. I had a great idea. I've uh, I currently own uh, two computers. Um, they bought I bought both of them at Walmart. They were two hundred ninety nine dollars each. So what do I need to do? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> hey, I'm a so, small business. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, understood. So depending on what you guys are doing for your business, first of all, let's make sure you know everything's above board. If there's any compliance boxes that we need to tick. Let's talk about that now and plan for it for the future as you grow. So it's not something that just sneaks up on us. I would say, number one, let's get you guys to work so you don't have to worry about the IT. Uh, we differentiate ourselves a bit from an IT services provider perspective. Is a lot of folks are going to have to pick up the phone or send an email. We actually put an agent on your computer. You're going to see that little Trinware logo there. You're having an issue with one of your computer one day. You click that. You're going to have someone pop up right there to be able to assist you in any needs you may have. 
if we cannot fix that remotely, someone's jumping in the car or the truck and they're heading right on site to make sure that is fixed. So a lot of providers are going to, sorry. No, I was just going to ask you real quick. Um, what if I need to uh, use, uh, maintain CUI on my system? Are you allowed to do that? Can, can, I, can I let you do that to my computers if I have to put CUI on my computer? CUI. What's CUI? What's CUI? Yeah. Uh, CUI is... Uh, I can't think of what it is right now. Anyways, it's the new class... Uh, uh, containerized, unclassified information. No, it's not. Controlled. Controlled, unclassified, unclassified information. information. Sorry. So in the DOD space, the new kind of thing that's out there to help protect data and information is to use uh, CUI, which is basically um, you have to maintain it behind closed doors. You have to keep things locked. You have to have a, a certified system. You have to, um, it's just a, a, a little better way of um, providing um, security for your information. And that's Fair a kind enough. Of a so my question. gut would say we would yeah, no, well, on my, and I'll give you an answer, though. My gut would say we would partition it out where we would not be able to access via that agent. And then the second part of my answer would say, I'm going to get one of my senior engineers that is much smarter than I to dive into that. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> Both those were really good answers. No, it's, it's very good. That's good. Yeah. Um, well, so I'm curious. So do you guys, can you guys take a, a new company right down to the level of, even because I, I I know a lot of companies that have started up um, fresh and you know they went down to Best Buy and bought themselves a a router from Netgear. Um, do you guys go down to that level looking at their infrastructure that they currently have at their facility and and recommend maybe something a little more uh, business level or bu- business class or something? One hundred percent, gentlemen. Uh, as again, that production and fulfillment manufacturer, and this many years of experience in the networking infrastructure business, we are going to take ownership for any and all IT infrastructure contained within that organization. So, with regards to that Netgear home user firewall, that might be the first device that's going to get eliminated. Uh, certainly, from some of our small business uh, customers that are working, if you will, with the federal government, with state governments. Security is what we lead with. And so everything to do with their IT infrastructure down to their systems, PCs, what's loaded on those systems is certainly that which we're focusing on. Excellent. So that's exactly, I think, what the what the listeners out there need to hear is that, you know, you guys take a very strategic approach to each individual company and uh, depending on what they're doing, um, to help them get to that that end end state, um, Dennis, you got another question here. Well, kind of, I kind of wanted to just shift gears a little bit, and, and I know we're poking at you guys, but we're just trying to fit. You know, what we want, we kind of Nate and I deal in this space quite a bit, but we want our listeners to know if you're a small business out there and you're kind of, you know, okay, I've got some computers and stuff, and I but I don't really know how, what else to do. Um, that there's companies like Trinware that they can reach out to that will help them. I mean, that's that's the bottom line, right? So um, I did want to ask you guys, how did you get started? Where's, you know, how you, you just mentioned you've got a lot of experience. You've been around, I think you said 10 years. Where where did you guys get started and how did you guys get into this business? So Trinware started in 2004. Uh, and I have come from the IT industry and distribution business starting way back in 1987. So as we progressed in this run at Trinware in 2004, it became very obvious that not only did we need to be the best in production and fulfillment and custom solutions in the IT space, 
but there are a number of small businesses out there that need a managed service provider that can couple both that infrastructure and networking hardware solutions with a solid managed service provider. So it's at that time we decided it was appropriate and pertinent to begin the managed services and full IT outsourcing space that we've developed here at Trinware. Yeah, and that's that's pretty broad. That's actually a pretty broad space. If you're not in the IT business, you may not know. But what they're talking about really goes from, you know, starting starting to figure out what you need to getting you what you need. Um, it's a pretty big space. Well, and then and securing I, it. I think he also mentioned earlier when we first started the podcast here is that um, a lot of things that people don't think about is the paperwork side, right? The processes that you need to have in place uh, to ensure that you maintain your security posture and your IT posture as well. And continuously monitoring that and updating that. And it's it's a, a bit crazy if you haven't really thought about it, right? Yeah. No, for sure. And I personally, I've been in the um, IT space for about a decade. I've worked at service providers. I started on the, the small island of Manhattan. And from <laughs> there, I was in Palm Beach, Charlotte, London, and Denver. And I've mainly worked in the financial and medical spaces. And then we started to go down the government path. So we really bring a good mix of what's needed. Because I think if you look at every single vertical, there's one common goal. People don't want downtime. They need to be up in order to make money. They need to be secure in order to make money. And the beautiful thing with Trinware is the team that is collected over here that Dan's put together, we have a multifaceted approach when it comes to IT. No one single person's going to know everything, but there's always somebody here that is going to know the solution or at least get us going in the right direction. So, so how, how big are you guys? Are you considered still a small company? How big are you? We're currently 28 employees. Okay. So still very small. Okay, good. All right. And then, um, you did say, you know, you're willing to do, uh, support, uh, companies. They don't have to be local, although local is kind of nice cause it's easy to get to, but you're pretty much, I want to say a global company. I don't know if you can just say people are national cause if you can do that, you can go global. But, um, so what do you guys consider yourself to be really kind of regional or more national or where are you at? So on the MSP side of the house, which I'll speak to, I would say up to 250 users headquartered here in Colorado or has a presence in Colorado. That's our sweet spot. Okay. With that said, we do have some larger folks that are around the nation, which we do help for support or projects on. And the fulfillment side, I'll turn over to Dan. So on the production and fulfillment side, we're shipping systems certainly in the Rocky Mountain region and nationally, but we're also shipping solutions internationally. So throughout the world. Trinware systems are moving around solving business to business solutions. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting these days. We talked about how we've really gone, Nate and I were talking the other day about how we've really gone global. Um, you know, there's no real such thing as we just do things right here because anything can be anywhere these days. So it's kind of interesting. Yes. With the exception of actually building the hardware, right? I, I keep hearing it was just software, it's software. That software has to run on something. And that's where I like your guys' product offerings, actually, on the side. So it looks, I'm, I'm actually on your website right now, which uh, if you don't mind, I'll tell everybody where that is. It's trinware.com, T-R-I-N-W-A-R-E.com. Is that correct, guys? That is correct. So on your guys' offerings, I see you guys have like a a hardware solutions, like a PDF of uh, what you guys offer. Um, and it looks like, are you guys actually like a Dell partner and like a Samsung business partner and stuff like that? Or is, how does that work? 
We are. We are a Dell partner, a Lenovo partner, Samsung, small company called Intel that makes chips is a very large partner of Trendwares. And then, of course, not only on the production and fulfillment side for operating systems, but Microsoft is a very, very large partner of Trendwares as well. Nice. Yeah, and that super micro there is chips too. Other parts. Servers. Oh, very servers. Nice servers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. very nice servers. Very and, then, nice. and then you guys can take any one of these and rebrand them to whatever my company's name is, right? Yeah, so a system built at Trinware is that which is predominantly rebranded. For a system that's branded like Dell or Lenovo, we still bring those systems, if you will, in for our customers, create custom images for those systems, provide additional services, be it asset, tag those, get them ready to be a managed service device, and then drop ship those around the country, around the world for our customers. So when that end user receives it for XYZ Corporation, they plug it in, it calls home, home is Trinware, and we're immediately monitoring that solution. So you guys also have a software development team then, or is that, you, you, are you down kind of like the, at the computer build level, or do you guys do custom software solutions as well? We do provide custom software solutions, which are typically outsourced, but those tool sets that Trinware is using for security and management of systems is that which is deployed on a system before it leaves our door. Okay, and which makes sense. That's really cool. Um, so you can get Absolutely. splash screens and everything else when the computer boots up, right? Correct. Nice. Well, what else can you guys tell us? I mean, we've been kind of all over the bombarding place, bombarding with you guys' <laughs> questions. And we apologize too, but we're actually working on a project right now that's dealing with all this stuff. And so I, I know, I know, like I said, I, we were just kind of poking at you and, and asking questions. But it is very important for us to get the word out of companies like Trinware that, you know, our, our core customer set, if you will, or our core audience is the small government contractor. And in order to be a small government contractor, whether it's, you know, federal, state, local, whatever, um, there's an ecosystem out there. And that ecosystem consists of the prime contractors, small contractors, service providers, uh, professional associations and manufacturers. And you guys fit in kind of two spaces to me. It's the uh, support providers as well as the manufacturing. And computers are the hub, if you will, really of every business. And it's important that we get the word out of companies like Trinware to the audience to one, get them thinking about it if they're not already thinking about it, um, because you're behind the power curve if you're not already thinking about it. And two is um, to find uh, good companies for folks to work with that are, uh, for us, the Rocky Mountain range. But we, as, as Nate mentioned prior to coming on the call here, we have listeners from all over the country and really all over the world. And, you know, there's opportunity here for them to get a hold of you and for you to help them. And that is, again, our bottom line is how can we find these, these companies that can help these other companies? Uh, growing companies, uh, businesses that are out there. And so we really appreciate you guys coming on today because Nate and I particularly find um, companies like Trinware to be super critical to our ecosystem. Well, thank you for having us. And I would just say to any of the listeners out there, if there's just any questions or things like that, you'll never get the hard sell from Trinware. Feel free to pick up the phone, give us a shout. And we're happy to talk through any situations. And if we can help, great. If not, we can always point in the right direction. Well, speaking of that number, I believe that number is area code 
488-9800. Is that correct? That is correct, guys. And we can't thank you enough for the opportunity today to talk a little bit about Trinware. And again, to reiterate what Ryan said, for small business, it can be a little intimidating to pick up the phone and call an IT company and gosh, how much money am I going to spend? And I can't afford this and security and this is going to be a problem. And to Ryan's point, it's just not pick up the phone, give us a call. We'll come see you, sit down, talk about your environment, look at that future growth plan, understand where you might have vulnerabilities today and how do we close those vulnerabilities and try to put a business relationship together that's long term. Amen. That's And that's why we love companies like you guys right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's more about the relationship you're building so you can continue helping each other out. That's that's what we like. Yeah, thank you. So thank you very Absolutely. much, guys. And, and what's the website one more time? Website is trinware.com, T-R-I-N-W-A-R-E.com. All right. Excellent. Well, we uh, appreciate you guys coming on board. And uh, we will uh, make sure this gets out far and wide for you guys. Uh, for anybody in the listener land, uh, you don't have to be afraid of the IT. Call up Trinware and uh, let them help you out. And uh, with Thank that, you so much for the opportunity today. With that, everybody, this is Just Nate signing off. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. You've reached the end of another episode of the Smalls Cast podcast. Connect with us at thesmalls.org. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to receive our free materials. See you at the next episode. See you at the next episode.